Dear friends, dear colleagues, I'm Dr. Manolis from Athens, Greece. I have been the chairman of the symposium related to chronic coronary syndromes in the last European Society of Cardiology meetings in Barcelona, discussing the role of optimal medical treatment in patients with chronic coronary syndromes. As you know, cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death worldwide. And we know that uh, angina is the main symptom in daily practice of uh, ischemic heart disease. Uh, one of the main problems is that, uh, as we have seen from different registries, that up, up, after optimal medical treatment, but also after PCI, it's important that angina exists. Angina is here. And it's very important to discuss and to understand how you can treat more effectively the angina in daily practice. One of the main problems that we are facing is when we have a person with angina, the majority of doctors believes that this guy has to go directly to the cath lab, which is not correct. It's a myth. Because as we, even if you will see the last European Society of Cardiology guidelines, they propose to you that even for those having high likelihood of having coronary artery disease, the first step will be the non-invasive test. Then you have to proceed with optimal medical treatment. And if you have a refractory angina, then to send him to the cath lab. And we have seen from the Orbita trial, from Barry, from Courage, and recently from ischemia trial, that there is no any difference between optimal medical treatment and also revascularization plus optimal medical treatment in daily practice in patients with chronic coronary syndromes. Be careful, we are talking for chronic coronary syndromes and not for unstable angina. On the other hand, it's important to remember uh, that in daily practice, we have drugs for event prevention and drugs for angina relief. For event prevention, we have lifestyle changes, we have rust blockers, we have aspirin and statins. All the other classes of drugs are for angina relief, including beta blockers. There are many studies and registries worldwide showing that there are no data supporting the use of beta blockers as first-line treatment for event prevention, like the other classes of drugs, like calcium blockers, like ranolazine, like trimetazidine, like nitrates, are for angina relief. One of the main problems in daily practice, and I disagree with the proposal of European Society of Cardiology uh, last guidelines, there is no step one, step two, step three approach or whatever because they propose always to start with a beta blocker and then to proceed with a combination with a calcium channel blocker, later with nitrates, uh, ranolazine, trimetazidine, or evapradine. But where is the evidence? If you will see the data, there are no randomized controlled trials supporting the use of beta blockers. So there is no one A indication. It's the same like the other classes of drugs. And it's important to remember that you have to check and to see the comorbidities, to check the heart rate and the blood pressure before starting 
any drug treatment. Because if the blood pressure is low or if the heart rate is low, it's not possible to start with a beta blocker. You have to choose either ranolazine or you have to choose ivapradine if the heart rate is more than 70 beats per minute or you have to choose trimetazidine. If the blood pressure is high, then you have to choose a beta blocker or a calcium channel blocker and then combination or whatever. And it's important always to remember that guidelines are suggestions. It's not the Bible, it's not the Quran. It's up to you based on the comorbidities and the history of your patients to decide which drug you have to select. And we know that 30% of our patients with coronary artery disease have diabetes mellitus. And in this case, priority will be for ranolazine, according to the last statement of American Heart Association. If you are going to use beta blockers, you have to use vasodilating beta blockers and then to treat them accordingly. In the, in the last guidelines also, they upgrade the role of nitrates. But as you can see from all the previous data, there are no data supporting the use of log-acting nitrates in patients with chronic coronary syndromes. Actually, there are data where we have seen that by using log-acting nitrates, we have an increase of oxidative stress, endothelial dysfunction, and probably hypotension. And the issue of hypotension, it's very important in our patients with coronary artery disease because J-curve exists. Actually, in the last guidelines, initially they proposed to start with a beta blocker and then to continue with the nitrates and then with ranolazine, evapradine or whatever. And then we sent a letter to the organizing committee and they came out with a corrigendum of the guidelines proposing in case of low blood pressure to start with either ranolazine or trimetazidine or, slow do or low dose of a beta blocker. So things are not so simple, are not so easy. It's important to remember that there is no any superiority of invasive treatment in patients with chronic coronary syndromes over those with treated with uh, optimal medical treatment. And also in the last European Society of Cardiology meeting, they present data from patients with ischemic cardiomyopathy where they have seen any improvement with invasive treatment versus optimal medical treatment. If you would like to summarize, it's important to remember that comorbidities are important. Heart rate is important. Blood pressure, it's important. Leventricular dysfunction, it's important. So before start any drug treatment, it's important to know the comorbidities the heart rate and the blood pressure. And it's important also to remember that there is no any superiority of invasive treatment versus optimal medical treatment. So don't be anxious if in your area or if in your, area, let's say, practice, there is no any cath lab very close to send your patients for a catheterization. There is no any difference. The ideal one will use will be to use optimal medical treatment, but remember that despite a large number of patients 
are receiving optimal medical treatment, less than 50% of them are on target. So the most important issue, more than using optimal medical treatment, is to reduce the LDL cholesterol, it's to reduce the blood pressure, is to control diabetes mellitus, because all of them are risk factors that may increase the risk of cardiovascular events. Thank you very much for your attention.